Okay, in our next segment, we are going to look at a, a big game in the 9.25 Ireland window, which is the Seahawks going up against the 49ers in Levi's Stadium. The Seattle Seahawks column uh, win against the Broncos Monday Night Football in their Super Bowl, um, which Pete Carl said was the highlight of his career, going up against Trey Lance. And at the time of recording, no George Kittle in San Francisco. The Niners lose against the Chicago Bears week one and the Bears fans think they're booking Fly Star Arizona on the 13th of February. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, they, the Seahawks, look, said it on Monday, they deserve to beat the Broncos. You can't uh, score more than 17. You don't deserve to, to win. But um, the the fact that Pete Garrell... Um, kind of took victory laps both after the game during the um, week on, on the radio. The fact that uh, the half the Super Bowl winning roster were there and were tweeting about Russ, it feels like it was an enormously emotional win. And it's going to be difficult to sustain that, I, I think, um, when they're on the on the road against the, the 49ers. So to me, the 49ers have to win because... <clears throat> In uh, five years under Shanahan, Niners made the playoff twice. And in both of those seasons, they started 2-0. and And if they start 0-2, that makes life very difficult. Um, I think it's too, far too early to be judging Trey Lance. Um, but I would expect the Niners won't have the same sort of issues that the Broncos did. Dropping touchdown passes and... Um, fumbling the ball so to me <laughs> i can't speak and the niners are the niners are winning it they've literally left them speechless <laughs> Brian, this look, show was at everything this week oh Honestly. look this show is at everything from day one but see from day one column like he's nearly crying there from day one column has been so outspoken about pete carroll but pete carroll has finally got him he's finally got him. he hasn't he can't speak anymore uh pete carroll came out in the press conference and said i don't need validation but you knew by a smirk, he was very uh, delighted with the outcome. And as I said, it's one down, eight to go, because I've picked Seattle to win nine games this year. I think Seattle are going to run them close in this game. Um, in fact, Seattle have had the 49ers number for quite some time, even when they've had Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo playing. And now we're back to the situation where it's the Trey Lance conversation. Column's right, like they, they need to win and get off this, you know, get over get over that difficult defeat on Monday, or sorry, last Sunday in Chicago and go one and one, and then look, all things will be forgotten. But the reality is, if they were to lose this game and a divisional game, they're zero and two, and we talk about it. Everybody talks about it. Forty Nineers fans talk about it. the media in, in the states talk about it. It just magnifies the situation continuously. If they were to lose this game, and then the Jimmy Garoppolo story just continues, and then they go to Denver next week on a Sunday night football, and you just know the week is going to go on with that same conversation. They got to get this over the line. I I feel they will get it over the line, but I do. I am concerned about the fact that you're right. Kittle it doesn't look like Kittle's going to play. Mitchell's gone. The running back. In fact, when Mitchell went down the game last weekend. That's essentially I felt when the game turned because they didn't have a run game. And they're going to try it with Davis Prince, Davis Price, sorry, and Jordan Mason, the two rookie running backs that came in this year. They're going to have, going to have them. But I do feel the Niners secondary is very strong. We spoke about how highly the defense. Bosa only had one sack last weekend. But look, let's be fair, the game is far as with the weather conditions. I think we'll, we'll see a step up. Geno Smith, 17 of 18 in the first half last week. Didn't do anything in the second half. Broncos figured him out, I think. Shannon with a week to look at it and had time to to look at what they did and how the Broncos corrected in the second half will exploit that defense. Sorry, exploit that offensive line, get to Geno Smith. 
I actually still see a closer game than people expect because the line, not to get too heavy on a betting angle, is 10 points. I think that's quite strong. I think the Seattle will play well, but I think the 49ers will find a way to win. Sorry to everyone on the podcast. I, I was on mute there. I, I know, Brian, that your man Boogit with Trent had the Chargers plus four last night. He was a very happy man. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that. Um, so that, that that ten point thing is nuts. Mark Cockerell is going with the Niners, um, and I I made it clear on the broadcast last week uh, or Monday nights. I had produced a show with the Niners on Sunday night and listened to like the, the like the the sort of head media personality guy in San Fran, and they were arguing for forty five minutes with Trey Lance and. There was one side that agreed, the other side thought, no, he's not ready and we, we need to look at this. And and then the other side was like, well, Shanahan's made mistakes. Yada, yada, yada. But this went on for a good hour and they're good lads. I, I enjoy the crack. I enjoy listening to them. Unfortunately, and I, I, I believe you have to give someone time. I, I feel that Trey Lance has to be given as much time as he... If he needs three seasons, he needs three seasons. The division that he played in in college football was not that good the teams that he played against were not that competitive i'm sorry i'm not going to go into the whole conversation with college football here it's clear that trey lance needs more time the fact that he passed uh or he, what he had what 218 yards last week and no and he had no passing touchdowns i can understand the weather to a certain extent but he's the quarterback of the san francisco 49ers a team that were one quarter ish away from the Super Bowl last year a team that were four and a half minutes away from the Super Bowl in 20, 2020 a month before COVID hit so I don't think he's ready and I look lads Colin will tell you I watched the Seahawks on Monday night and I I, I still don't think the Seahawks are going to win over six games this year but I'm taking them on Sunday I don't think the Niners are ready to play yet I don't think if George Kittle's not playing and if Trey Lance is starting a quarterback I think it's the Niners in a close game I think the Niners win by a field goal and by god if that night hypothetically and this is the conversation for Monday night if this was to happen it could be uh, as Fergie calls it squeaky bum time down in Santa Clara because Jesus they have they have bet the farm and Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there going alright okay that's okay um, and another player I wanted to point out, and we've seen players throughout the course of their careers, they kind of become the forgotten men. I, I would put Derek McKinnon in there, who's now, you know, reasonably good with the Chiefs. You know, he had a really strong time at the 49ers, and now he looked like he was out of the league the Andy Reid gave him a chance. Marlon Mack signed um, yesterday by the 49ers. He's on the practice squad at the moment, expected to be elevated to the main squad tomorrow. And he had a really good time with the Colts, and he seems to have lost his way, looked like he was out of the league. He could find himself being the starter for the 49ers and maybe a bit of a, a storyline for the season if they were to turn things around and get a really strong run game going with him there. Colin, I feel like I've let Owen Farrell down. Uh, well, I, I, I see Owen's point. <laughs> you, I mean, the only way Trey Lance is going to learn, it, it, you don't learn through osmosis, okay? The, you don't, you, the most you could sit a player on the bench is a year, right? The ga- the days of sitting for longer than that are over, right? The, like when Aaron Rodgers was sitting for, you know, a number of seasons, the iPhone hadn't yet be, been invented. We're talking a, a different world. Lance ha- has to play. He's a young guy. And 
and let you know let, let's see even if they they go on to um i i think he has to stay in there you, you're talking about how they almost won the super bowl they almost got the super bowl. yeah that was with jimmy g they know who jimmy g is jimmy g is never going to win you a super bowl it was in his hands right he had the opportunity it was his drive he blew it he's not the guy to win you a super bowl that's why they went out and they traded for lance Maybe maybe it'll prove that they made a mistake, but until the guy has at least a season, at least the full season under his belt, you're not going to be able to tell exactly what uh, he is going to be. And they made um they they made a mistake in in keeping Jimmy G around because what it, it does create that. But let let's see. There was, go go back, Michael, um, and you you were you were. Too young, but I remember on the BBC one Alan Hansen saying, "You'll never win anything with kids." After Manchester United had started the season very, very poorly. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to get back into old Super Bowl st- stories and conversation, but I will anyway. Um, Colin, there's also a lot of Fortune Orders fans that felt that Kyle Shannon got away from their own game in that fourth quarter against the Chiefs, and if he had continued with what he was doing correctly for, for the course of three three uh, quarters. They would have won the Super Bowl and I wouldn't have been putting Jimmy G's hands. But again, well, it's probably a mixed feeling around that um, from a new, numerous 49ers fans. Bengals, Cowboys. Next up on this segment, Colin, I'm picking the Bengals. Who are you picking? Uh, Jerry Jones is just trolling the Cowboys fans um, at, at this point. There you go again today and he's dictating this and and dictating that uh jerry if if you do one if you want to dictate one thing the only thing the cowboys do should do for the rest of the season is play michael parsons as a pass rusher he should play exclusively as a pass rusher uh don't do anything else um he is absolutely gifted he's a phenomenal phenomenal talent he's the only thing on that cowboys roster uh worth talking about uh right now and uh, yeah it, it's look it's the nfl so it'll be competitive and, and guys will step up but the reality is is that D- dallas were struggling with dak without dak i think that the struggles will continue burrow cannot have as bad a game he can't throw it um, you know, as many interceptions i don't believe and the bengals are strong against the the run so even if the cowboys lean into that it's going to be very difficult for me yeah the bengals are winning this it's incredible that people are saying joe burrow had a, had a bad game last week with 338 yards and two touchdowns but ultimately it came down to the, the five interceptions it's a bit weird this game reminds me of last season when um Bob Miller just got traded from the Broncos and he went in there and it was week five, week six and he were kind of essentially saying the season was over and then a lot of Cowboys fans are feeling that same feeling at the moment that unless there's a trade within the next fortnight, it's gone, you know, and there isn't, there's, a, there's also a storyline out there that the reason why Jerry Jones wants it gone is because it's easy for him to say gone and goodbye to Mick, to Mick McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, and uh, you bring in Sean Payton. Mick McCarthy. Yeah, well, I won't get into him. Trust me, Peeny Mac. We'll be here all night talking about that man. Um, so, you know, and then people last year said, this is an absolute blowout. It's going to be like one side of the Cowboys are going to put a slaughter down on the Broncos, and the Broncos went in and fact did the exact same, they did the opposite. And they went in and gave them the slaughterhouse that night in Dallas. Um, it'll be competitive, it'll be tight for maybe two or three quarters because I feel the Cowboys' defense will play well. But they don't have enough offensively. They didn't have enough with Dak last weekend. And how are you going to 
improve without without Dak and Cooper Rush, who, with the exception of that game in in Minnesota last year, where we were very critical of how complacent the Vikings were, he didn't really do a lot when he did play. So I struggle to find see how he can get them over the line in this game against an offense which you would imagine uh, Burrow and Chase. Like I mean, they're on the same page completely. They will put up numbers, high numbers. Boyd, Mixon. If he if he puts Mixon in the in the game at the right times on the right plays, because Zach Taylor has a habit of making sure he's not on the field when he should be. If he leaves him in there, they'll exploit the Cowboys' defense because they'll just get tired and they'll win the game. Bengals. Um. I guess they could maybe put Callum Moore in at quarterback instead. No, not funny. Okay. Uh, Mark is picking the Cowboys. Callum Moore, sorry. Callum Moore, the next biggest hotshot head coach coming down the line. You know, It's unbelievable. Honest to God, seriously. Uh, well, look, everybody has to be given a chance now. It's only fair. Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm just checking here what the line is while we're here live. Seven and a half. Printing... Money. I don't. I don't. See the way you said it's going to be tight. Is it? No, tight I can't say for three quarters. I said it'll be tight for the first fifteen seconds. You know when the ball gets out. Oh, oh, the game's starting off. And then Joe will throw it down the field, and Joey B. Look, I'd love a tight game. Like on paper, a good Cowboys team, even from like, God, if it was week three or week four last season, to now, lads, come on. Like this is no. It's a real pity because it would have been a really, really good game. But this, this is—I can't believe I said New Orleans is my lock of the week. Genuinely, uh, yeah, Bengals to Bengals to win against the Cowboys and to cover seven and a half points. I, I, I just can't see how it would not be. I, I, I am loving you guys, and I'm loving your picks because right now, based on the picks that you've given out tonight, the Cowboys <laughs> are zero and two. Washington Commanders are one and one, and the Giants are two and zero. I mean, what more do you want? That's when you know that you know you can't trust our picks gamble responsibly uh, okay that is the end of this segment on the podcast if you are listening in uh, you can follow our podcast Spotify please give us a wee like and if you're on Apple Podcasts or a different service please give us a review really appreciate it folks it puts Brandon's on the table literally so f- thank you very much for doing so and we'll see you in the next segment <laughs>